0: This podcast is brought to you by Afifi Ma. Welcome to Thank God It's Monday with Tony alio Today we're discussing the purpose of business. In January 2020, 3,000 of the most powerful world leaders in business, academics and social change met for the annual World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. The theme was stakeholders for a cohesive and sustainable world. These thought leaders acknowledged their role, not just as shareholders, but as stakeholders capable of facilitating significant change and shaping the future. Together, these global world changes wrestled with questions of corporate virtue. What does a business owe to its community, its country, and the world at large? What does it mean for a business to not just do good, but be good? And what would such aspiration require? The leaders at this forum are taking their cue from an international conversation that has grown into a full-fledged movement. Millennials and Generation Z employees see themselves as part of a purpose economy. This generation of workers expect the work they do to reflect something significant about who they are. And further, they expect the companies they work for to be about more than making money. The question here is that of purpose. Purpose is fundamental to the whole idea of any social activity, including business. Everything else follows from this. The true purpose of business has been in the mind of thinkers of business for centuries. In Adam Smith's review of How Nations Get wealthy, he addressed the question in this way, quote, Consumption is the sole end and purpose of all production. Another thinker, Fredley, considered that the fundamental purpose is, quote, mutual help, or as it has been expressed, ministry, not gain, end of quote. But by the end of the last century, business theories reflected what has become the prevailing view, which is that gain is the purpose of all business endeavors, though not everyone agrees. Peter Druckert, the famous management experts, seemed to line up with Adam Smith's and Fridley's perspective when he said that business does not exist for the purpose of employees, managers, or even stakeholders. It exists for the people outside the business who get the benefit of business activities, namely the customers. In Drucker's view, quote, even the most private of enterprise is an organ of society and serves a social function, end of quote. Several years later, he further counseled that the purpose of business lies outside business in the larger society. While Drockett's view have been accepted by a few, the prevailing practice, including business school curriculum and many cooperations, are built on the philosophy that business exists to make profit and maximize shareholders' value. But in present times, more and more voices are speaking up for a much larger purpose than just to maximize the bottom line. So what is the purpose of business? What does the Bible say? not even christian business leaders are clear on what the purpose of business is from god's perspective they hold the same dominant view that the purpose of business is to make money and that the kingdom impact of their business is limited to the good they are able to do with the money they make which includes mostly donation to churches whose leaders they believe are the ones really doing the work of god others limit their view of what god called them to do in business to the macro-personal level of being kind, respectful, and acting with integrity. But Genesis chapters 1 and 2 gives us a glimpse of what God intended for our world through business before it was corrupted by sin. We'll continue right after the break. aphithema is a deluxe fashion brand for today's woman. We aim to become a global fashion brand of class, femininity and sophistication with the ultimate goal of making women of all ages look and feel ageless visit us today at www.afithima.com welcome back we can trace the root of business activities to the commission in genesis chapter 1 verse 28 which says be fruitful which means to be productive multiply, subdue the earth, and rule over it. In chapter 2 verse 15 it says that the Lord took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. From these two passages we see a deep purpose of business. That is, to serve in the capacity of co-creator and co-sustainer for the flourishing of humanity by creating social institutions to facilitate production, exchange, and distribution of goods and services. Business gives individuals an opportunity to express themselves in meaningful and creative work, allowing them to fulfill their God-given potential. When you read Genesis 1.29 and Genesis 2.15 together, what you get is a sense that God gave man the liberty to be productive without impinging on the underlying capacity of the garden to be productive, signaling to us that business must serve within limits and God has set the boundaries. Business activities should be done in such a way that preserves a natural harmony which fosters the sustenance of the earth and its inhabitants without hurting or harming any of its stakeholders, which includes shareholders, customers, workers, vendors, the natural environment, and so on. Under the world's model, customers and employees are the means for serving the shareholders. From God's perspective, capital exists to serve humanity, It is an important part of the puzzle, because if a business does not have profit, it is dead and can no longer serve. But profit is a tool, not an end. It is the lifeblood that allows a business to achieve its true purpose. A quote from Harvard Business Review in an article titled What's a Business For? puts it succinctly, quote, But to turn shareholders' need into a purpose is to be guilty of a logical confusion, to mistake a necessary condition for a sufficient one. We need to eat to live. Food is a necessary condition of life. But if we live mainly to eat, making food a sole purpose of life, we would become gross. The purpose of a business, in other words, is not to make a profit. It is to make a profit so that the business can do something more and better." End of quote. We must adhere to a different understanding of business's purpose. One that informs us as to how the daily operation of business matters to God and advances his kingdom. Business is an organized means of fulfilling God's intent for us to work and to serve each other. Those who work in commerce are the hands and the feet of God's providential sustaining power for billions of people around the globe. Business fosters God-created community interdependencies from which everyone can benefit. To undermine these interdependencies is to undermine the basis of our fundamental relationship in society. The biblical model does not often work in a practical, lucrative way. We don't use this model because it will work or make more money. We use it because it is what God called us to do. There is no promise that doing things God's way will inevitably lead to a bigger bottom line. With that caveat the biblical model will likely lead your business to become competitive in today's marketplace. When business is motivated by love and the well-being of others, its capacity for success and impact becomes limitless. And if business leaders were to direct their business towards some of the problems in the larger community and the world, then they could become incredibly effective world leaders. The world desperately needs business to engage. According to Professor Jeff Vendoza, the author of Why Business Matters to God, He says, and I quote, Most people today believe that the real value of a company is no longer found in the assets you can look at on the balance sheet, but is really found in the creative energy and juices of a workforce. If you want to get the most out of your company, you need to energize your employee to bring their best to the workplace. Today's best leaders are doing this by connecting the passions of their people with the purpose of their business. They are finding ways to help employees understand that they are not just working for themselves or their company, but that they are working for something bigger and better." End of quote. Business, when done God's way, is as much a spiritual pursuit and a channel of the kingdom as any can be. So let us pray this one verse together that Jesus taught his disciples in Luke chapter 10, verse two. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. End of quote. This verse does not speak to just pastors and missionaries. It means business leaders going out and impacting the world God loves. Thank you for hanging with me today. It was a pleasure to have you. I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a wonderful week ahead and God bless.